Hello! Welcome to Getting It Done, a podcast about music, education, and life lessons. I'm your host, Tim Rausenberger, and today is Saturday, January 13th, 2018. This is the third part of a four-part series on vocal survival. This is episode 206, Vocal Survival, Warning Signs. Out of the four parts of this series, this is the one part that's the most difficult for me. Because I can tell you from my own past experience, it is terrifying when you know something is very wrong with your vocal cords. And it's something you do not want to play around with, something you do not want to mess with. I have two very quick experiences that I wanted to share with you. One was a clinic I attended, and and sadly I do not have the gentleman's name, But he was a tenor who sang in a professional opera house. I can't remember which one it was. But he talked about the day that he ruptured a vocal cord. And he was in rehearsal, attempted to hit a high C in one of his arias on stage... And when he attempted to hit the note, nothing came out. And, well, actually, nothing came out in terms of the high C or his vocal sound. Instead, he just heard this thunderous splat against the wall. And he said it sounded like somebody took an egg and just threw it as hard as they could. That's what happened to the vocal cord. It was a terrifying story to hear, and he actually shared some amazing uh, vocal exercises that he used uh, as therapy, and thankfully he is, uh, and I don't know if he's in retirement now because that was many years ago, but it was a story that was very moving and really changed my, uh, my outlook. About a year later, after that experience and realizing not to mess around when it comes to the vocal cords, I actually started uh, to experience some of the warning signs I'm going to go through here with you uh, today. But I, I say to you, if you have any of these warning signs, do what I did, which is to see a specialist immediately. Do not wait around. If you don't know a proper ENT, that's an ear, nose, throat doctor, or someone who specializes in working with uh, the vocal apparatus and uh, anyone who may work with musicians, specifically singers, if you don't know someone, reach out 
there are wonderful people you can find online, or you can certainly ask uh, your your primary doctor who might be able to direct you. I've been very, very fortunate to have some incredible ENTs in my life who've been able to help me with many different things over the years. One of which actually, if you find that you're having issue issues at all with acid like I did I actually my entire life have had acid reflux I've had that my entire life and something as simple as that was actually forming uh the they called them pre nodules that's a lot of people call them vocal nodes but uh this was the early forming of nodules and thankfully I didn't have to have any type of surgery uh I just did some vocal therapy, different types of uh, exercises for my voice, and I also uh, simply took uh, prescribed acid reflux medication, and I've been just fine since that time. So here are the 10 warning signs. I'm not really going to comment a lot on these because they really speak for themselves, and I just urge you to see someone uh, right away if these are happening long term, if they're happening for just a little while, it's not the end of the world, but when they're happening long term and you're waking up every single day and these signs continue, something's wrong. Okay, number one, hoarseness. Your voice is has a harsh sound, a husky sound, it's raspy, it's gravelly. If you have any of that going on, big, big warning sign. And this, you need to keep in mind that some of these things may be things that you've always had going on with your voice. Perhaps it's time for you to have it checked and make sure that perhaps this is just the voice that you've been blessed with, but there's a pretty strong chance that you can do things to change it. Because you don't, there is no such thing as replacement vocal cords. We don't have those. We have lots of thing, ways, to re, things we can replace. We can't replace vocal cords. Number two, soreness or tenderness in your throat or neck. I don't get that one too often. I haven't had too many people uh, talk about that one, but it's one to bear in mind. Number three, change in vibrato for singers. It's a straight tone or an uneven wobble. Just a quick comment having to do with vibrato. The one thing that will also cause the warning signs is if you're forcing your vibrato. I can tell you I cannot stand and I cringe when I look at someone who is singing with vibrato and their neck is so tense and it's just we, we almost a lot of people like to call it the gobble gobble neck or the turkey neck where the the neck just goes back and forth and back and forth because the person is forcing the vibrato to come out that is really unhealthy and will cause a, a lot of problems long term but if you are now if you have always been able to sing with the vibrato and now you're getting a straight tone or the vibrato has some unevenness to it you need to check that out number 4 loss of range quality clearness and resonance loss of range of course we're talking about how high or how low you're able to sing
Number five, pitch breaks and cracking. Now, that's an interesting one. I, I, I've been to a, a lot of uh, clinics over the years. I've heard uh, a lot of teachers, uh, particularly male teachers, who will be in a classroom or in a, in a lecture, and all of a sudden their voice just cracks. Uh, it, it, that's not the end of the world. There's something that you you did, which I'm not going to get into, to cause that crack, but if it's happening all the time, uh, that's an issue, something uh, we want to examine. Six, increased breathiness in the voice. So the tone that you typically have, it's a little more breathy than, than usual. Number seven, pitch problems. You're trying to sing a specific note and you cannot sing that note. That's a big telltale sign right there. Uh, number eight, loss of dynamic control. That, of course, is your ability to sing louder and softer. Uh, it can happen actually either way, but I find that it's typically more difficult to sing well softer than it is louder. And that's generally the case when it comes to most wind instruments as well. Difficult to make sounds, uh, so quality soft sounds as opposed to the loud ones. Uh, so that that is uh, certainly an issue when it comes to singing. Number nine, frequent dryness, tickle, burning, and stinging. And number 10, an increased effort to produce a basic tone or sound. I can tell you the one that actually did it for me when I was having those pre-nodules was number 10. That was the one. Just to simply speak, much less sing, was a chore. It was actually difficult to simply talk. And it was really difficult to sing. I could feel all of the stress, I could feel that I was pushing and doing things unnatural with my voice. Please don't ignore the warning signs. It doesn't matter what the age of the person is. Certainly, if the person is past puberty and uh, their voice has started to settle a lot more, um, meaning you're in your late teen years, and uh, you're now at least into your 20s. If you're starting to suffer these things, uh, it's it's a major issue. Here's where you do not uh, need to, I guess, for lack of a better word, freak out. Uh, I've always, I always, uh, I don't mean to laugh, but I've always seen a lot of teachers over the years who will be off for the entire summer and then they come back and their first week of teaching, by the end of the week, their voice is practically gone. So to counteract that, you want to make sure that you're using your voice actively over the summer. Vocal rest is great, but if you are doing nothing but resting your voice the entire time, when you're going to need it most, it's going to become tired very quickly. It's really no different than uh, what a, an athlete would go through. 
and an athlete needs to stay in shape, we need to keep our voices in shape. So I hope the uh, information from today's episode was possibly a wake-up call for you. And uh, as I said in the previous two episodes, please share this with others. Students of all ages can learn from this. And it's really a podcast that's not just for musicians or educators. It's for everyone. So our final one is a little more optimistic than the first three. Uh, it has to do with the good things we can do, good things we should consider doing to preserve our voice and keep it in wonderful working order. So I look forward to you joining me tomorrow for podcasts uh, number four on this particular uh, topic of vocal survival.